0: Hello, hello! Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had dreams that that you um, you had you, you you could you do you would you want you you could do so you you do you could. Ooh, she back! Ooh, she back! Ooh, she back! Did y'all miss me? I definitely miss y'all. I don't even think you had enough time to miss me because so much has been going on. Sheesh. America's rose-colored glasses fell off for one. And let me just start off by saying power to the mother effing people. Power to the people. Okay? Disclaimer, warning, I'm going to say a lot. I'm going to say things that you may or may not agree with. My opinions, I really don't care what you feel, but I want you to understand them. My facts, you can Google them, and anything I don't know, teach me. Optimum word being teach. Okay, so, ain't it wonderful when people see the truth, as harsh as it may be? It always kind of blew me away when people say things like, I don't see color, I don't see race. Always blew me away when people act like they didn't see racism. Had no idea what white supremacy was. Oh, KKK happened so long ago. That's not a real thing anymore. Okay. I've been going through quite a bit personally, as I'm sure many of you are with all the upside downness of the world right now. And obviously I'm sharing with you COVID-19 and what looks to be the second wave of the civil rights movement. I had to take a minute. Just a personal beat, so thank you for that. But then, obviously, in the meantime, Breonna Taylor happened, George Floyd happened, and so much has happened since. Um, I initially really did not trust myself to get on the mic, actually. I feel like if I got on the mic when George Floyd happened or even Breonna Taylor, um, I probably would have been recruiting you to an armed militia. That's how I definitely felt, and I know a lot of other people felt like that. FYI, everyone should be a registered gun owner. Make sure you have protection in your home at all times. I think that that's personally um, very important. So I hope everyone has had some time to digest the situation, but more importantly, carve out what you will personally do to push the agenda forward. That agenda being the dismantling of white supremacy in this country telling the truth about its use, and justice, justice. I will say it again, justice, legislatively, economically, and socially. Thank you to all the people that are on the front lines, seriously. um, I want to thank everyone who has taken time to be on the front lines, be out protesting. You are absolutely an inspiration to the country and the world And have definitely inspired all of us to figure out how we can create change in our own realms. You know what the trippiest thing about all this is? People are really just saying, treat me how you do everybody else. And give me justice for what you have done wrong. Treat me how you would want your sister to be treated if she was suspected of something. Your father. Handle me how you would someone that you actually cared about. Police being out of control is literally just the tip of the iceberg. And the USS America done hit that iceberg with Captain Trump at the helm. So good job for that. (sighs) Sometimes you really just have to take a break, a beat, um because it's it's all just so astonishing but anywho police are just the deliverers of a larger message that this country has been sending to black america forever that message is your life isn't valuable It's one of the reasons why Obama had to be the squeakiest, clean, I usually say Negro, black person that you could absolutely find. Literally, the squeakiest, clean person in general that you could find. And even him, look at the ways they talked to him, disrespecting him in the media, his own colleagues, in his party, not in his party. And he was the damn president. So you can imagine what the rest of us go through. They did and said things to that man that they have never for a president before him. And the thing is, no one had to fact check him every five seconds. He wasn't telling people to drink Lysol. But I digest. Digress, rather. This really is not about Democrat-Republican. At this point... Democrats and Republicans, it's like sports for people now. It literally is a team for people. It has way more to do with team pride than the actual issues. People making whole careers on sitting on their ass, screwing people over while collecting a check from those very people gaining more power and more influence. This is bigger than... Than your teams. This is, I am holding you accountable for what you have done. And despite you, you will uphold my constitutional rights and the law, damn it, regardless of my skin color. I'm not asking for anything that is not owed to me. You are not better than me. You are not superior to me. What happened to George Floyd was absolutely horrendous. But black people have heard these stories, known about these stories, have family members who have been victims in stories, people up the block, in the neighborhood. I mean, shit, I'm still stuck on Trayvon. I'm still stuck on Freddie Gray. I still can't believe that happened. These cops and cop wannabes out here deciding who is guilty by sight. And they're charging them on street corners. And sentencing them to death. Boston cops protested. I'm sorry. Buffalo cops. After two police were fired. For pushing an elderly man. I don't know if you guys saw that video. But oh my god. That broke my heart. If you haven't seen the video. They pushed a man on the ground. um, Out of the way. Because I don't know what they were marching to. But apparently they were on their way somewhere, whole group of cops, several lines of them. One of them pushes a man out of the way. He hits the cement, busts his head open, and starts bleeding on the ground. Mind you, there's help in the area. They're called cops, but you know what they did? They walked right by him. And when one of them hesitated for a moment to try to help him, another one stopped him. Who are you? What is your job again? That's what I'm saying about these breaks because it's it's so unbelievable. So this man is bleeding on a sidewalk as cops the protect and serve people, the enforcers of justice and peace, walk right by him that th- somebody that they they actually just made a victim. They do this time and time again on the streets. They shoot people, don't even bother to try to resuscitate them, put pressure on the wound, keep them alive in some way until the ambulance gets there. I never see that happen in the videos. Who are you protecting? Who do you protect? Oh, that's right, yourselves. Yourselves. That sounds like a gang to me. What happened to that man on the floor for everybody to see was gang mentality. Shit's colder than gang mentality. That's straight up mob, cartel, the grimiest of the grimies. And these are the people that wear badges. It's terrifying. I don't think it's enough for America to simply say, Because of the generations of free labor, we were able to build this country up into what it is today. There is no way in hell we would have accumulated the amount of wealth and power we have today if not for that free labor. It has set us on pace to create a huge economy that would eventually be a superpower. But slavery wasn't even our only disgusting truth. We couldn't get away with the free slave slave labor anymore. So we started creating policies and systems that would purposely, effectively, keep a majority of your race impoverished. With poverty comes poor education and crime. The worse the education, the higher in crime. You'll see it in neighborhoods will group you in specific neighborhoods, caught outside of those neighborhoods, and you could be jailed or worse. But you know what happened? And this is all historical. Black people had actually started building neighborhoods, self-sufficient, all kinds of businesses. We had wealthy black people, all black-owned businesses, literally self-sufficient towns. Didn't like that so much. So you know what happened? They burned them down took them over how dare these blacks actually do good for themselves without us google it black wall street is the most popular but it was not the only one so we try to be separate build up you burn them down we try to incorporate you keep us impoverished oh we gonna make some of y'all think y'all got money but you don't actually own anything. You can always see it in the neighborhoods though. Before crack cocaine hit the black community, black communities were thriving all across the country. Crack cocaine just so happened to hit certain areas. Something that wasn't created in the black community, but somehow just freaking landed there. Like, how the hell did that happen, right? Set them back. Set them back. That'll tie them up for another several generations. All the while, jailing people for every reason under the sun. Sure, sure, you have some rights. Oh, black people can join the armed forces. We'll put them on the front lines. We'll experiment with them. Oh, black people can join corporate America, but you got to look a specific way. You got to dress a specific way. You got to talk a specific way. You got to act a specific way. And even in doing all of that, still going to pay you less. And it goes on and on and on in in every crevice and every facet of American society. It's that you don't belong here. How did you get this job? How did you get that car? How did you get a house in this neighborhood? You want to know how you can change something? Stop looking at black people like they can't be anywhere The fuck? It makes absolutely no sense. What are you doing here? What? What? I could be, you don't know who the F I am. I hate saying this, but that goes for other uh, minorities too. Stop cosigning the bullshit. Some of the worst. Things I've heard about black people have been from black people, have no sense of self, no sense of foundation of history, no idea that actually there's a lot to be proud of. And there has been a purposeful plan against black people when you look at it in the largest scale. Look up the history of the Kush people. Pharaohs, rather. Look up that history. Look up the reason in which Africa was pillaged. Learn about what happened before. It's not that black people are destined to be poor or criminals or whatever stereotype you want to throw in. It's that somebody's plan is working. And you're so damn brainwashed, you're literally a part of the program. Shout out to Candace Owens and... What's that damn guy's name? Terry Crews. Coons. Sorry. I gotta say... Like, I'm sorry. There's no point in, in sugarcoating anything anymore. The point is to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Like, I have lived in white suburbs. I've lived in the hood. I've lived in the suburbs... You know, people in the suburbs, they don't get in trouble for riding dirt bikes and and four-wheelers down the road. They do not get in trouble for riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers down the road. In the burbs, teenagers hang out wherever they want. They ride their bikes haphazardly in the middle of the road just like everybody else. In the hood, that'll get you spoken to by the cops. Hanging out in front of a, a corner store now in the hood, now it's considered loitering where you go around the corner to another neighborhood and it's not a problem at all. The only time I've even actually now thinking about it, the only time I've ever even seen loitering um, being enforced personally, like with my eyes, was when black people were in the crowd. Never happened when I was the only black uh, kid in a crowd of whites. And we used to do all kinds of stuff. At one point, a good portion of my friends were white. Because of where I was living and, you know, the music that I was listening to and a lot. I met a lot of amazing people. But the point is, is that oftentimes I would find myself being the only one. And I never got in trouble. And the crazy things that I saw, was exposed to and around was way worse than anything I ever experienced in Camden. As far as what we were actually doing. Anyway. I I do not want to hear anyone from this day forward, and I hope that you're holding people accountable to this as well. I don't want to hear anyone, anyone, anyone say that they don't believe racism exists, that they don't believe that white supremacy exists. That's over. That is over. But if you find yourself listening to this podcast and you feel like you need more information, I would say, The information is absolutely out there. There are some amazing books, Um, a couple of things that I've had my head in, Medical Apartheid, uh, The New Jim Crow, and White uh, Fragility. I would definitely suggest all three of those books. Good jumping off point. Watch The Color Purple. (laughs) You know, just like there's no excuse. There's too much information out there. There really is. And I feel like right now you have to be looking, 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 to find sources that say that racism doesn't exist. So if that's all you're finding, you're literally flipping backwards to find that information and no one's buying the bullshit. I wanted to bring this up. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I have to bring it up. Somebody really pissed me off cuz there's all these little narratives that we tell about black people and just the stereotypes that just drive it home and it seems like there's so many people who have these little anecdotal stories that just fall right in line with the bull. Like the when people say, "Oh, my grandfather came from whatever country not African." Whatever country with three dollars in his hand and uh, you know, built his fortune. No one ever gave us anything. We worked for it. You know what? I will say that that is commendable, and that is the American dream, and that's really what everybody's fighting for. And I think what you're missing in that story because I can't, uh, I, I can't even think right now how many people have actually told me this story. Um, but people always want to say, oh, my grandfather did this. My father did this. No one ever gave him anything. Black people are trying to ask for something. No, it's not that anybody ever gave you anything. I understand that. But did anyone persistently shut you out? How did he get a business? Oh, he got a bank loan. Did you know that there were times and there are still banks now that have predatory practices You know, there were times in our our history where black people couldn't even go into a bank. And then when they could go into a bank, you might as well be laughing if you think that they were going to be approved for some shit. Okay, so you didn't have anyone take anything away from you. No one gave you your house, but your real estate agent showed you every house on your list. No one said that you weren't allowed in. No one said that you couldn't live in that neighborhood. No one gave you an education, but you, weren't, you probably weren't in the worst schools either. You probably didn't have the best clothes in the world, but you could go into every store. Even now, I still go into stores and, and see people looking at me. I still feel like I'm being followed sometimes in stores. 2020. It's not about getting things handed to you. It's about not having the the options closed to you. That's the difference. Still to this day, we still have issues where with property values being drastically lower in black communities, not based on income level, not based on crime, but black communities, homes being uh, valued lesser than a a comparable community, um, you know, that is primarily white. So you're saying Surely, by the sheer act of their being there, property values drop. There are so many ways that people are shut out of things. So you telling me, That my five bedroom home that I keep up, that's perfectly manicured outside, that looks exactly like the one in the white neighborhood, my neighbor's house is immaculate. My neighbor's neighbor's house is immaculate. In fact, this whole neighborhood is immaculate and it is comparable in terms of the houses and the way that we keep them to the white neighborhood. Why are my property values so much lower? Because your black ass lives there. That literally is the only reason. You can look that up as well. That is a huge disparity. So much crap. I think one of the first times that I realized that there was like, or the first time that I really understood the white supremacist thing. Because, yeah, I knew about racism growing up and all that. But when you realize that there's an actual machine behind it, there's an agenda behind it, there are people, and there's a lot of money, it's literally a, lo- a machine behind keeping this going. When I realized that, I was in college, and I was learning about religion. And I remembered back to the pictures of Jesus that I saw, where he had blonde flecks in his hair, very, very pale white, And blue eyes. Blue eyes. So, if you have an agenda that tells you that you can redo how Jesus looks, that's some sick stuff. That's some sick stuff. Jesus was a Galilean from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, right? Bethlehem is Palestine, northern Israel. Have you ever seen recreations of first generation, of the first century Galileans? Google it. First century Galileans. That's what they look like. So, why does this guy look like Brad Pitt? How dare you? That's why I say racism is a disease, it's psychotic. Skin of olive color of honey if that if you could put the shakedown on Jesus that's an evil force that's that's like the same type of force that created the holocaust the same idea that we are elite and you are shit well not in the age of Aquarius not in 2020 change gonna come you owe me something you owe me some things But I do have to warn you again, beware of the coonery because one thing we know, the white supremacy agenda, it repeats a whole bunch of patterns and we can see them playing out right now. The coonery. Find a soulless black person who will trade money for their conscience, who will go against their community who will even go against themselves for a stack of cash? But remember this Stacey Dash, Candace Owens, Ben Carson, Bill Cosby used to be one they peddled out. Calm down, Black people. Just fix yourself and everything will be fine. You'll know it when you hear them. But just beware of that. I wanna go over a couple of different things, um, you know, before we. Before we check out here, um, I'm gonna do a part one and two. I can see the I can see the time. We're gonna do a part one and two for the podcast. Um, we do have an interview that I'm I am actually very excited to share. But it's been a while since I've seen you guys, so I definitely wanted to make sure I touch base and you know just get. Sometimes you just got to get it out. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to be like, did y'all see that shit? Um, But I was watching Fox News. Oh my God, do y'all watch that? Good Lord. Anyway, we got to debunk some things. We got to just kind of spit, you know, I got to spit some things out just because the stereotypes are just ridiculous. Um... I hear this all the time. We're going to continue to hear it probably forever. The fact that we even call it black on black crime proves white supremacy exists. Look up the falsity of black on black crime. I'll let you do your own research. We know what causes crime and those elements have been injected into certain communities. Speaking of which, Since we know what causes crime, why do we not fund those initiatives that are proven to diminish crime? Who suffers? More importantly, who makes money by not investing in those initiatives? Billions of dollars for police departments and school districts get shit and teachers get shit after school programs not existent So we don't even care. We are telling you flat out. We ain't trying to cut crime. That's what America's saying. They don't care. They're basically telling you. We ain't trying to cut crime. No. We ain't in the business of cutting crime. We're in the business of creating and catching criminals. That's what we're in the business of. There's too much money out here to be, you know, putting people in these jail sales and, you know, getting those state dollars. Too much money in that. No way. All those jobs that would be lost if we actually cut crime. All those trauma centers and hospitals that would have funding cut because we don't have the amount of gunshot wound patients and stab patients coming in. All those uh, prisons that would be unnecessary if we were to get to a moderate level with the people who are incarcerated like other countries. How the hell is it that we have basically a whole population of people that could be a country in prisons right now? They don't give, they don't trying to cut crime. They're not trying to cut down crime at all. They're in the business of creating and catching criminals. You can see it in so many different ways. School districts. Do you see these charter schools popping up in certain areas? The fact that we even have charter schools, that's the government saying, I don't want to educate your kid anymore. I don't want to be responsible for it. Let, the biz- let it. let it be a business. I don't want to be responsible. Why would you want to educate communities that you actually want to jail? That's the goal. Poor, jail, Dead. And then I also heard on Fox News where they were saying people were fine before George uh, Floyd's murder. We should just focus on that one incident. That man's murder was not a fluke, it's practice. It is a practice to go arrest black people more than anyone else. Those officers were bad apples. That's another thing that we keep hearing bad apples don't represent the entire police force. No one thinks all cops are terrible, okay? I certainly do not. But we do know the system and policies you are working under are racist and prohibit you from reporting proof that the systems and policies you are working under are racist. Because it's racist for y'all too. We know these higher-ups in police departments don't exactly scout out black talent like that. These sergeants and cops are mostly white across the board, across the country. It's not the easiest industry for women either. That is a fact. It's not a good industry for women or for minorities in terms of the way that leadership is laid out. And if you don't believe me, go to your county website. And look up your, actually, you don't even need to go to county. Go to your city website and look up the police department um, and you can see the people who are captains and sergeants and people who are in charge. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Another thing that I heard on Fox News. Well, you had a black president. So how bad can racism really be? The fact that we are still having firsts after being in this country just as long as yo asses, shows there is a huge racism issue. People get so hype about these firsts. I get low-key irritated. I get irritated for having seen the first. Why are we having the first? All of us have been out here hundreds of years. You telling me that there has never been anyone talented to go up against Whoever was the winner in 1902, 1915, 1950, 1970, you telling me there was no person of color that could go up against that talent? Bullshit, that's not even possible. The first. We're in 2020 and we're still having the first black something. The first woman. Racism is a disease because it is not based on logic, science, data. History proves how dangerous it is and it's one of those things that cater to the darker sides of our personality, our shadow sides. It permeates when it's reinforced. Let's not forget they did what they did and continue to do to the native americans. You want to tell me racism doesn't exist? You want to tell me there's not a white supremacist plot? How can you even justify it? How can police departments justify the cops that do Terrible things. How could those cops just walk by that guy that was bleeding out of his cranium because of something they did to him? How can you defend this stuff? People are so up in arms and now it's this looting versus not looting thing. Americans hate... Or I would say people who benefit from the white supremacist agenda, they hate looking at their history. They cannot stand looking at the terrible things that they have done to people from the establishment of the American society. Because if they did, if they were honest about it, they would say looting is the American way. That is a fact. It's how, the, it's how you got this country. It's how you got people to work for free. It's how you treated the Native Americans. It's how you robbed the school systems. It's how you make tax code beneficial for businesses and disastrous for employees. It's how you collect uh, black bodies for weed, then turn around and profit from it, but won't allow the people who were incarcerated because of it profit from it. It's how you stole that stimulus check from Americans. Your emboldenedness is so, it's it's at an all time high. We slowed down enough to get off the hamster wheel because of coronavirus, and we're forced to see it. Nothing like the age of Aquarius to wake people up. Your business can recover. We can't recover lives, you can't bring people back. You can't make up for the fact that someone's dad is dead because of some dumb shit you did. You can't. You can open up another t-shirt shop. Gucci will open up another store. Target will be a okay. Change does not come easy. Power is never simply given up. Sacrifices have to occur. Some people's gut check is going to be money. Other people's gut check is going to be fear. Being uncomfortable. That's why they say, no, 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 protest like this. That's the appropriate way. Do it like this. That's the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get advice from the people who are oppressing you on how to get them to change. This has nothing to do, again, with a Democrat or a Republican thing. This is a human rights issue. Trevor Noah said something really really interesting actually he said we essentially sign a social contract with each other on the rules we have a system that enforces those rules if you have a segment of your community that does not feel like those rules are being enforced when they're wronged or the rules are being enforced more harshly on them what is their incentive to uphold the contract If all people had to do was kneel or pray or sing songs, this would have been changed. That would have been the first thing people did, and this would be a moot issue. There is no such thing as a Black Lives Matter riot. There's actually no such thing because that group is literally against that very thing. They are a nonviolent group. Because there are no leaders, It's not like the other movements that you've seen in the past. And that's why it's so easy for people to just lump everyone in together. Anyone out there apparently is a part of Black Lives Matter. That is not the case. Black Lives Matter and rioting can never possibly go together because the idea of the group is a non-violent group. You try to do the same thing with the Black Panthers acting like they were terrorists. We've seen these narratives before. It's That's the thing that pisses me off. It's like people don't see the fact that you're using the same things. Let's find a, a Black person that'll just say everything that we feel. Okay, Candace Owens, here you go. And then people start to actually believe that. Or you see a group that's actually, tr- actually trying to change things and getting traction. Oh, no, no, we can't have that. They terrorists. You don't think that certain people are behind some of these rioting issues, these looting issues, because there have absolutely been retired and active law enforcement out there, caught on tape and camera, Looting, looting. The narratives are old, it's old. Don't try to say Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization to me or that they are a political party to me or that they are anything other than a group of individuals that are looking for racial economic equality, racial social justice That is it. And until that changes, when you actually see one of them go, actually, there is no leader. So that idea is moot. But just a word to the wise, don't fall for the bull. Black Lives Matter is not doing any rioting or looting, nor are they promoting it, nor have they ever. Their message has been clear from day one. They started uh, when Trayvon Martin got shot, I believe. That was the first, I believe that was when the Black Lives Matter movement actually started. Point being, all it does, just like it did with the Black Panthers, is give people on the opposing side, people who are benefiting from white supremacy, people who are benefiting from racism, it gives them ammo with their constituency, the people who follow them, it gives them a little bit of teeth in the argument to say, these people are violent. That's why we don't like them. That's why we don't agree. It's not because we don't agree with their premise. It's because they're violent. Do not fall for it. These crowds are some of the most racially diverse crowds I have ever seen in numbers. It's not like just little pockets of these type of people over here and these type of people over here. No, it is racial harmony. I have seen every, every type of person out there. So just by sheer volume of people, it's not possible that everyone is involved in the Black Lives Matter movement, not even possible. So when you hear that on the news, whatever news you watch, that is just a way for them to easily Uh, You know, start being aggressive with these people Shooting tear gas and all of that If they can get you to think that these people are terrorists That is what they're going to do What I want to say to everyone is Right now is an amazing time to be on the right side of history The entire story is going to be told The internet lives forever Your grandchildren will see what your opinions were during this time Doing the right thing would be taking a stand for human rights. Admitting that white supremacy is what this country was founded on. Okay? I will make you uphold my rights. Treat me like you would anyone else. You don't like me for my skin color? That's fine. But there are rules to this bitch and you're going to follow them. Okay? And before I get out of here, I just want to say this, because we all have culpability. I am a biracial woman who has experienced preferential bias because of my lighter complexion. But at the end of the day, I am black to the world. That's the lens I come from. I come from a multiracial family, so I've grown up knowing there are people of all races, plenty of Caucasian people who get it. They get it, Ben got it, taught me some shit about it. I've had plenty of white people in my life stand up for me before I even knew something discriminatory even happened. I have had many people use their privilege to help me in my life. That is a fact. When you see people marching and protesting, it's all kinds of people out there. So certain things I've said today and will continue to say, you know who I'm talking about because you're fed up too. And we're going to get this thing done as a people. Good Lord, I'm running my mouth. Um, We are definitely getting over time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, have that interview. Um, Very exciting. A gentleman named uh, Morris Jr., he um, wrote a book, self-published. Very excited to release that interview. That will be next week. But I definitely just wanted to give you guys catch you up on everything that's been going on with me um and my thoughts what my promises are uh, moving forward where my mind is what my agenda is and I look forward to the empowerment I look forward to the the page turning I look forward to the tide changing into something better god bless everybody thank you so much for listening Check me out next week. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, all that good stuff that I'm supposed to say at the end. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a wonderful new media production.